Welcome back to this week's episode of Men of the Machine. Now, today will arguably be the most combative episode that's ever been recorded in the history of Modem, which is short for Men of the Machine. And today, we got a little uh, JPDJP in this, up in this bitch. Make, mm. We should make an acronym, acronym of that later. Uh, we got Just the Facts. Hello. And the Doctor. Hi. Jake and DJ, brothers, perotas, the whole the whole kit and caboodle. Almost I'm, pronounced right. Yeah, I was supposed to say, I always feel like I'm saying it wrong. Parada. Everyone says parota. But it's yeah, ot. Yeah, it's parada. Okay, well, that's something I won't take note of. Today, we are going to talk about uh, Batman versus Superman. What, uh, crap, what's the actual subtitle on it? Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice. Now, preface. I may sound like this is my favorite movie of all time. It's not. I just think it gets unfair negative remarks. Yeah, a little bit. And of then a... I overcompensate with positive remarks. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I admit that. A little bit of a backstory here. Kevin thinks it's a good movie. I, I think it's a bad movie. DJ was impartial. We have now, we have since yeah. done a, a screening of the Do movie. Do you still think it's as bad as you did the f- it isn't, few times? So the same reasons why I turned it off the first time mm-hmm. did not get better. No, okay. no, no, no. Okay, so yeah, that's I, I have the same issue with it. Uh, it is, I will say, better after watching it fully. It is better than I thought it was going to be. Because you, there, there you were, only ever made it about what forty five, probably forty five minutes yeah, an hour, yeah. in, and then I turned it off. And but it's yeah, so a two hour and twenty, two hours and twenty, thirty yeah. minutes long. There were parts of the movie I did enjoy, mm-hmm. but I don't. It did not offset the stuff you the didn't stuff, enjoy. Yes. Okay, so we'll get through all those. But this is not going to be a typical me and DJ review. Because we've done two of those, soon to be three. Well, this was going to be third, but the next one will be... We changed the format a little bit. Yeah, we'll get back, whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, So we're not going to do the walkthrough, but we're going to kind of touch on points, and I will try to argue why something was cool. Jake will tell you why it's not cool, and you'll tell us what you actually thought. We also haven't had the... We also don't have the intro. We've all seen the movie now. Um, Yeah, yeah. This was DJ's first time seeing it, Jake's first time seeing it all the way through, and mine, like, fourth or fifth viewing. I haven't seen it a ton. It's been out for... Over two years now. We're watching but, it four or five times like a week of your life, so. It really is. Uh, but so this is, we watched the theatrical. Um, I'm actually not going to talk much about the extended. I'll, I'll say a few things. Really all you need to know, and I think it would help you. Okay. Uh, well, and, and subsequently. I mean, DJ, I, yeah, you but, told me that, and from what I've read, it does make it a better movie. But in a way that I don't, this is why I wanted to direct. Not know. Yeah, the, no, you would know it, but I'm directing. So you thought it was boring for a couple different parts or, mm-hmm. or just super boring. The th- the main thing the Ultimate Edition does is it takes any time a scene feels like it could do character development and actually gives you it. Okay. Like, this movie was is notorious for cutting shit short. Like, a scene will be looking like it's going to build to something, or even just a conversation, mm-hmm. and it's just gone. I think uh, my biggest problem with the movie was Lex Luthor. Okay, and we'll get to that. So I, I, I give... I think they chose him to be the way he was for a very specific reason and that is that they did not make him lex luther they made him lex luther jr okay and you get more of that in the okay so i guess i will talk about it every now and again in the ultimate edition when you first meet lex there's actually a moment remember when they pointed out lex corp and yep. said you know it's your name's on the front yep in the ultimate you know, edition they, they did in this one he said no my father's name yep on the front. and then he has another oh there's more about yeah it? he has another few lines of dialogue or whatever where uh, he points I, out that basically his father's a bad person 
And okay. that's really all it does. Right, well, I just assumed that they were referring to Lionel Luther, who he does have a strained relationship with in the yeah. comics. Isn't Lionel the one that, uh, like, uh, creates Supergirl out of the weird funky clay shit and makes him makes her like his wife and shit and then she uh, if you don't so, if you don't understand if you haven't heard of that at all it's a different i can't remember what it's from patrick will know kevin will know um anyways lionel he's the one with the long red hair right slicked back and the, the beard yeah he, he definitely has a signature beard yeah um no so this is they specifically made this lex jr and i feel like that was kind of a i don't know i didn't read about what the intent was but i feel like that was Snyder's way of like, this is not your traditional Lex Luthor. Okay, I mean, like so that was the thing. Like, I assumed it was supposed to be Lex Luthor, and and, and I was like, first of all, this guy is not charismatic yeah. at all. And you like, have every reason to believe it is just Lex mm-hmm. Luthor because they only give you that one line. The yeah. Ultimate Edition gives you a little more to understand that mm-hmm. his relationship with his father is not good. He's not happy about yeah. uh, the fact that he created this company. Oh, that's what it is. There's a part where he talks about how it's your name on it, and he he goes mm-hmm. on to say. No, my father's name is on it. He actually started the rumor that he made the company for his son to gain brownie points or to gain uh, 50-year-old women's money or some shit like that. So the movie, it adds a little bit, not a ton, but another few mom- you know, moments so, to give you more backstory. The thing I would say about the making Lex Luthor Jr. as opposed to Lex Luthor mm-hmm. is when they shave his head at the end, Lex Luthor Jr. isn't bald, if I... He is in... So he came from... Shit, where did he come from? Earth, Earth 3. Sun, Earth 3. And he had, like, superpowers and he was all fucked up. He is bald at one point. Okay. Yeah, he is bald. Um, the other thing I'll give this Lex Luthor is that even though he's not the, like... Stoic's a bad word, but the poised Lex mm-hmm. Luthor that you would picture that they've he, tried he to was do. Like, he was almost like mumbly and like yeah. nervous and so anxious. So the reason why I like that was I just read, and Patrick's going to disagree with me, I bet, but All-Star Superman, I think I told you about how ex- much I liked it. Oh, it was yeah. the Grant Morrison one. Yep. Lex Luthor in that story is incredibly well-planned and thought out and fucking mm-hmm. evil, but he's also kind of insane. Like, not st- you don't really put the stumbling into the comic at mm-hmm. all. It was not in there at all, but... I liked unhinged Luther because it was junior and that might be just me putting my own, mm-hmm. Hey, they wrote it away with the slight JR at the end of his name. I don't know, but I, I, it's definitely not a good villain, but I accept it. Okay. Okay. But here's where my problem lies. And this is actually a larger problem with the movie in general, mm-hmm. but this is a good way to segue into it. And the reason I don't think that it's supposed to be Lex Luthor Jr., the reason I don't think that they're doing a clever, deep pull mm-hmm. is because the movie's all over the place with, is this a, is this supposed to be a clever, deep pull for comic book fans? Or are you supposed to go into this without ever having read a comic? Because yeah. on one hand, there's a few things you pointed out that are actually really clever, deep pulls. There's the parademons showing up for some reason. They don't tie into the plot of the movie at all. They, they're there. It's, um, and then yeah. there's the fact that a large part of the plot is uh, the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Another large part of the plot is the death of Superman. These are all very famous, iconic mm-hmm. comics that would be very gratifying pulls for people who are big comic fans. But at the same time, they have to show you Bruce Wayne's parents getting killed again, as if you don't know who Batman is. So yeah. they did that because of the Dark Knight Returns. That's very, very similar to the panels of A Dark Knight Returns, um, where you see it in that kind of frame by frame, the pearls on the gun. Mm -hmm. And in the Ultimate Edition, that seems actually a little longer, which may seem bad, but it helps to set up the insanity that... So, like, what it does is it makes the... It changes the point of view for the barrel on Martha to look Mm -hmm. down her face. And, like, it it basically just helps set up the fact that 
he's not happy pe- people are dying. Is so really... the thing that keep talking. I'm gonna yeah. Pull the that thing out. that I uh, don't like about that though is like I, I it's nice for the people who really like comic books. You know, it it's what them, Snyder it does. Them, if you watch Watchmen, little, yeah, it gives them a little just... homage to it. But when it comes to a film, you don't you, you need to make cuts to you know make the film either better, more cohesive, whatever. And that's something I feel like. At this point, you don't need anymore. You don't. We don't need to see Batman's origin story because if you don't know it, you're probably not going to watch BBS. Well, actually, this kind of segues into I think the larger point that I'm trying to get to here. It's not that it has all this stuff. It's that it doesn't really know what it wants. It's not it's, consistent with it. It, it gives you stuff like that where it's like, oh, here's some origin story, and then it gives you stuff like, like you said, the. Well, it's the problem that I um, that I was worried about with Infinity War, and actually, Infinity War is a really good movie to compare this to. Now that I'm thinking about it, because um, one of the big problems I thought is that they weren't going into it. They're going to have a hard time deciding: is this an Iron Man movie? Is this a Captain America movie? Mm-hmm. Is this a Spider Man movie? And they found an elegant solution to it. No, it's not any of those. It's a Thanos movie. Mm-hmm. So you can see right here. I pulled it up. It's like mom and mom and dad and the kid. Kid pulling it, guns pulled up on him. He tries to get in the way, and they shoot him. Oh, pearls and yeah, everything. Yeah, the, the okay, pearls yep. and everything. It was Zack Snyder's like, Homage like he did with Watchmen. Mm-hmm. It was his over the top. Like here, you're gonna see, but here, what the inspiration is without doing it in a more. But here, know. that's that's great. That's great. If this is a Batman movie, yeah. But yeah. is it a Batman movie, or is it a Superman movie, or is it a Wonder Woman movie, or is it a Justice League movie? And this movie, unlike Infinity War, which had a definitive answer for whose movie it was, doesn't really do that. It tries to have everything and ends up kind of having nothing. So another, I'm going to, a lot of this I've already talked about with Patrick and Kevin Cardinal a lot, so I'll keep referencing. That's one thing Patrick will say over and over again. He's like, if you wanted a Batman movie, do it. If you mm-hmm. wanted a Justice League movie, you didn't have to try to set it up in one movie. Just yeah. do the Justice League. You have it right here. There's nothing. You don't have to do it the Marvel way. You can do it however you want. And I agree. This movie is a little bit. It has a little bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. Dis- I think. They I, think I think that's part of my problem with the DC cinematic universe in general is they are trying to follow Marvel, but they're trying to also say no, we're not Marvel. We're you know we're yeah. we're darker, we're edgy. We're not trying to be as you know, silly. Which apparently they're course correcting hard and not course correcting in the way of continuing the universe course correcting in the way of like we're just gonna focus on one movie at a time mm-hmm. let that roll i mean so their most successful movie from a you know critical standpoint i i, I don't know the you know the numbers i'm like, pretty sure bbs is the most probable. yeah that was probably the most probable, or suicide squad the largest like the, the highest uh hey you know critical acclaim that's another episode Woman. dj yeah you know, don't you oof me that's a different one suicide Squad's actually one i have seen all the way through I don't, I don't think it's good, but I absolutely love it. Not the point. Different Not episode. Yeah. But yeah, so Wonder Woman, which follows the... That, that almost views like a Marvel movie. And that's been their most successful, which... See, I get that because of like the... Ah, actually, I can't even argue against it. I get that it feels like a Marvel movie, but I, I would never confuse it with a Marvel oh, movie. I mean, Wonder Woman's not a Marvel character. No, no, no. But like as a fan outside, like watching these movies, mm-hmm. like it, it... Maybe it's just the shit. Something I mean, as honestly, simple as the it, color it, palette. It just didn't... I mean, it, it even like you know talking about the color palette. It was very similar to Captain America: The First Avenger. Oh, that's true, and I don't like that movie. I love Wonder Woman, but I mm-hmm. don't like the First Avenger. All right, you know, I think we might want to actually do the walkthrough, even if we have to be brief on points, because it'll help focus the conversation and help us get point by point. Yeah, but like, yeah, you're I mean, right. I'm pulling the, up the most these, profitable. DC some of these movie. we can breeze through pretty quick. Like you know, the beginning we already mentioned it shows oh Batman's origins. Wonder Woman total gross was oh wait this is uh 
this is uh domestic only so i I don't have the right numbers domestically it's the it's the most uh, successful and then bbs suicide squad man of steel Mm -hmm. justice league i mean it makes sense just because it got so much widespread uh, acclaim it was and it was plus awesome. you know any superhero movie is successful in the fact that it's going to make you money. It doesn't matter if the movie is viewed as good or bad; they make money because. And then Wonder Woman's actually just behind BVS for worldwide, eight hundred seventeen million, eight hundred sixty-eight million. So BVS is the most financially successful. Right. The event movies tend to do better than the standalones, and the event the, BVS is very much an event movie. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, without a doubt. All right. I remember the advertising going in. There was a lot of hype. A lot of people wanted this to be good, myself included. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't like. I don't like like comic books all much. It's not that I don't like them. I don't read them. But I I like the superhero movies. I don't want them to be bad. No, no you one know? ever wants. Well, actually, I, that's not true. A lot of I mean, there's there's definitely like rabid fans on both sides. Side, you yeah. know, you know, DC sucks, Marvel sucks, whatever. But. You know, I, I want a movie to be good. If it's a movie, I think that would be fun. I don't want to, you know, find out that it's trash. Yeah. But so, first thing DC's burnt me. we'll we'll start with with the beginning of the movie is the very not the very opening scene, but when it starts off, I pointed this out, and and you didn't seem to know this, and DJ hadn't seen the movie yet because of the Dark Knight Returns. If you go into it, Batman mm-hmm. is kind of retired. It's mm-hmm. not that he's re- so much like fully retired. It's, they treat him like the one guy freaks out that he saw the Batman and most people don't understand. Oh, okay. Most people don't understand the, what the Batman is. He just kind of gets criminals and puts the, mm-hmm. the burn on him, which the extended cut makes that burn. It, it gives that a whole story. Okay. The extent, the ultimate edition gives Lois Lane her entire, she has her own spy thriller movie in the ultimate edition. And it's fucking awesome because she should. But in this one, all right, they go by really fast. So, you know, the Batman just, does his mm-hmm. thing, jumps around, he runs away out that building, and everyone's like, what? He's branding people, and they die in the prison. That's one of the things that I have the biggest problem with this movie is how fast they just kind of give you that. and then it, it, That's it. almost the whole movie, is that they come up with a detail, like, oh, here it is, and I was gone. Exactly. So the ultimate cut, for its credit, expands on all this, and it lets you realize that people like Luther, mm-hmm. um, actually, his plan has been going on the whole movie. You kind of get it when he blows up the thing, mm-hmm. but his plan from the the prison uh the way the people are murdering anyone yep. who has that it's from the ground up he's actually been a part of everything mm-hmm. the way it was supposed to be right and i i did get that from this movie i did get that luthor was pulling the strings the whole time he's puppeteering his, both of them to yeah. set up his plan um but we'll we'll get into that so after so like, one of i the, did get i did get that this is an older batman yeah he's, he's a in little his, bit he's a little bit jaded he's, he's in his 40s and uh the opening scene, I believe the opening scene is when Man of Steel ends, right? I, uh, I, yeah, yeah. And I, after, after they do the Batman origin story again. So this is yes. my, yeah, exactly. This is my biggest uh, beef with people who constantly point out why would Batman want to kill Superman? Mm-hmm. So the very o- beginning of the movie, the whole town metropolis is getting destroyed and he's trying to get to his office building that he has there and apparently he has a very good friend in there. Someone he's worked with forever is really all the time. Jack! Jack, yeah, he really, it's really all he gives you. And he tells him to evacuate the building he's racing around. That building crumbles before his eyes and Jack dies. Jack, and Jack Presumably. is given a super, You don't just see Jack die. Yeah, but... Well, he gets a super melodramatic death where he says a prayer to God and then explodes. Yeah, yeah. Classic, classic uh, over the top. It sets the tone of the movie pretty well. Yeah, that's true. And then Batman uh, is like, oh shit, let me go see the rubble. So this mm. is one thing the Ultimate Edition added that is a very minor piece. He's walking through all the rubble, right? He goes mm-hmm. through it and he sees, uh, what's his name, Wallace under the... Yep. 
So he picks that up and helps him. Yeah, well, he knew his name. I, yeah. I caught that in the movie. He immediately knew him as Wally. So, so it's a person right, Bruce Wayne personally Right knows. when he's walking by that, a teacher and a bunch of really stressed out kids on like a field trip or something are walking by and he like walks by them. And uh, they're all wearing like some little... Okay. You can tell they're all together on a field mm-hmm. trip and the teacher's trying to calm them down. And then he goes and helps Wallace and the little girl's all alone in there. So that helps to explain why there's just a little girl standing in the mm-hmm. street. Just randomly. Not, her mom in the building doesn't really give you any explanation. Like why there's this Yeah, child. she's just standing in the street. That's why. So like a little okay. thing like that, just why did they cut it? It helps know. a little bit of, a little it bit of context. It just helps. So yeah. anyways. See, that scene didn't really bother me though in the normal. Well, I didn't. No, I'm, I just wanted to point out where the ultimate uh, The only thing that. Well, hold on. This is what I'm getting at. So it sets the tone and the reason why I like they put the origin in right with it. He died as a kid. Parents died to this mugger, and he's really bummed out about it. Mm-hmm. He watched a kid lose her parents to Superman. Okay. He would want to kill Superman just because his whole thing, Batman's entire M.O., is I'm going to fight crime so this never happens to anyone ever again. Mm-hmm. That's his big thing. Kids shouldn't be without their mommies and their daddies. So even something as small, I mean, he killed Jack, he crippled Wallace, and he destroyed Metropolis, but he almost, well, this little girl almost died, but he took this little girl's mom from her. That sets... You know, All the say, reason uh, I need for this. Metropolis uh, rebounded pretty hard. Oh, yeah, no, they months. bounced right back. Trump got in there and started building. <laughs> yes. Now, I- I'm going to give the movie this because I did get that in Batman. And Batman, to his credit, doesn't immediately launch on a crusade against Superman. No, it's, it gives not, you 18 months. Not, no, you, do, you just get the idea he does not like Superman. He's obsessed. at the, So, not at the very beginning, but yeah, he becomes he, obsessed. He's no longer Batman, mm-hmm. right? I'm setting this down. For the argument we're gonna have, it does it does catalyze Batman coming out of retirement. Yes, and this is where he starts, like he's taking down people who are criminals, mm-hmm. but he is also like branding them, and then the people who have the brand are dying. They call it a death sentence in the in the yard. So is that that brand is something from the comics? I don't or know. Is that something that was invented I, for the movie? They, 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 they bring it up because uh, he's ha- talking to Alfred, who's played by Jeremy Irons in this movie, and Alfred's Alfred was my favorite character. One of the things that did Alfred best that no other movie has done, Alfred's a goddamn genius, and mm-hmm. Batman wouldn't be alive if it wasn't like, for Alfred. And this movie shows him messing with the tech and piloting mm-hmm. all the cool shit. Yeah, it actually Alfred, has Alfred helping out. He's not just serving him some lobster yeah. thermidor. Alfred's also kind of portrayed as like... Like he's Bruce Wayne's dad in this movie. Yeah. Like he's he he's a little bit tired of this shit. He wishes <laughs> Bruce Wayne would just settle down with a nice girl, but he knows that that's not the Bruce Wayne that he's because he's getting back into it. Yeah, they were, they were good for a little while. And Alfred of. Alfred's like, what you're branding them now, and it's like if everyone's gonna think we're criminals, we might as well lean into yeah. it or something like that. And uh, which moves into the scene that I also think the Ultimate Edition is essential to watch for this scene. Lois Lane is just in the desert. She just, yeah, okay, yeah, it's just she, like just smash. She's cuts just in the desert with Jimmy, and they find a tracking chip in Jimmy's camera, and he dies not five seconds later. Yeah. So I, I made the joke that that is uh, DC Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, yeah. but I know for a fact that they actually credited that guy yeah. as Superman's pal. Jimmy <laughs> That's Olsen. Jimmy Olsen, and uh, <laughs> so that was a much longer scene, and well, not much longer, but a longer scene in the Ultimate Edition. They're talking with. They're setting up the interview because this mm-hmm. is supposed to be an interview. Yeah, they're setting up I, the I got interview, that and uh, it shows them like I can't remember what it says, and then they get bagged, mm-hmm. and then it transports them to the desert. So they're not just in the desert, just like okay, we're here. Now. <laughs> go to the and desert. then while they're there, there's there's a conversation back and forth. Like they brought demands or some shit. They brought mm-hmm. a, a counter offer is what they were coming to do with the interview, and these people obviously don't like it, and they Jimmy still dies. But it explains why they're there, not mm-hmm. just that they are, and he dies. Yeah. 
So I, I think the interview that's super was silly important. too because like okay, Lois, are you a terrorist? Are you a terrorist? First question. Yeah. So like that is ex- that's that's all grown upon in the Ultimate Edition in a way that is super helpful to just and. Honestly, it's only helpful if you continue to set up this Lois Lane mm-hmm. as a detective to sort of stuff that they did in the Ultimate Edition. But I still think it's important because that scene, even for me, was super jarring. Just yeah. like, oh my god. And then Superman well, killed another guy. Okay, cool. That's one of the big problems with this movie and doing the walkthrough like we're doing is that the movie jumps around a it, lot. It's and sporadic. Event, as events just seem I didn't even remember. Like, I remember it happened. I didn't remember when it happened. That That's exact because events don't really have a cause and effect. They don't really like lead into each other. It's just Things happen, then another thing happens. Yes. Then another thing happens. And then I think the happens. next scene is in Lois Lane's apartment taking a bath. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which then, they that... ba- then they have hot Superman bath yeah. sex. Yeah. Well, the Ultimate Edition changes that. And one of the things they add Even to hotter them, bath sex? Yeah. They show him take his shirt off. Oh, and she grabs her. She puts the hands on oh, the back. Oh, she's boy. She's getting it. But anyways, just to finish up that scene, freaking in the Ultimate Edition, you know how the bad guys just turn on him? And they're like, mm-hmm. all right, we're killing you and taking your stuff. <laughs> Superman's obviously coming. We're out of here. Um... In the Ultimate Edition, that scene's a little bit longer. Um, it actually shows the bad guys. Oh, they're both bad guys. It actually shows the terrorists shoot first, and it's this whole thing. So Han didn't shoot first in this situation? Not this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have a, a bit longer of a fight scene, but one of the things it shows that is kind of important mm-hmm. is the main baddie with the scar on his face yep. and the slick back hair. They are stacking the bodies they're killing and burning them to discard the evidence, so everyone thinks Superman did this, like right. everyone does, because right. it just cuts to the news media going, Superman killed everyone? Right, like, and if no. I'm following the movie correctly, the slick back hair guy is uh, the, the Russian guy, that Batman yeah. was, who is like Lex Luthor's right-hand guy throughout this movie. Yeah, and he, so that's important to show them cleaning up the scene, so you mm-hmm. do believe Superman did it, otherwise you just see right. all this. And then and, you, you go to the bath scene where... Well, hold on, the one last thing it shows... It shows Russian guy with his flamethrower doing it. And he oh, uses that later. So it establishes so it, the flamethrower. Yeah, it establishes it, his weapon of it choice. Is, yeah, it establishes him as opposed to just shoot and run. <laughs> and even there's even a part in it. Remember right when the fight scene starts and there's horses running around? Or motorcycle. Oh, shit, what was it? Horses and motorcycles are way different. There's, I actually don't remember. There's I a bunch of remember. chaos going on just instantly. Mm-hmm. Like a few gunshots and then all of a sudden chaos. That's because they took the middle part where that all builds <laughs> and just scrapped it. So like okay. it, it's an actual like outside pandemonium and they're cleaning up their mess mm-hmm. and you don't see that you just assume superman killed everyone big freaking whoop okay so they Hot sex go scene. to the bath which the thing that this establishes is that lois tells superman that some people are unhappy about all yeah of they're this. gonna and superman they think you killed him is or or no what they think i killed them all or they think i did this that and he just kind of brushes it off he's like well time for some sex but here's the thing Obviously. about superman because this sets up this is like the through line for superman throughout this movie and how he's characterized Superman is real sad that people don't like him. Basically, it's a yeah. real bummer. Yeah, because then it goes it goes to the uh, Daily Planet office, and he's like, and he's like showing the articles about this Batman brand to uh, Perry Mason, who's played by Lawrence Fishburne. I'm surprised to see Lawrence Fishburne, and kind of happy to see him. everybody <laughs> loves Lawrence. <laughs> My favorite orderly from Nightmare on Elm Street. Favorite yeah. Fishburne from the best Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, Dream Warriors allegedly continue <laughs> you know i could you could argue that and i wouldn't fight you but anyway um but so he's like showing like look at this batman guy he's branding all these people don't we don't we all hate this batman guy yeah. he's, he's a real jerk the superman is pretty cool though right <laughs> the, this batman he's the real jerk and i don't think they ever actually say batman once no they movie. do they uh yeah. uh lawrence fishborn's character says they don't want to see clark kent versus this batman I think that's the yeah, only time that, they actually say Batman. It's like, other than that, it's like the bat or the bat. Even Alfred's the like... The bat vigilante. Is this yeah. the bat? Is this a job for the bat? Well, he's not 
Batman. He's he doesn't exist. I mean, nobody. Yeah, he's, he's he's just man. He's a ghost at this point in time who kind of just fucks your town up and disappears. Mm-hmm. So he's not the go around town. Oh, Batman will show up and take care of it. It's just like, what the fuck is this guy? So I'm okay with that. But I understand. I I didn't even realize but, they never called him Batman. That completely went past me because I was just. But that's not even the point. The point is that this is again the through line of Superman. This is really sad that he's not that well, he's not 100% okay. So that's popular. one. Cre- I mean, it, it, that is exactly how they portray it. At least thinking back on it, the one thing that I will say over and over again about Superman is he is, and it comes up later when he's doing all this cool stuff. He is more human than anyone on the planet. Like you know, that's what that's what the movie. That's, that's what, the thesis of the movie. That's what yes. Mon Pa. <laughs> established with Superman. It's like, even though he's an alien, Mm -hmm. he is more human than anyone on the planet. He, you know, hope and and all this good fun bullshit. Love and peace. So when he's, like, catches a lot of flack, I like that they brought back the Man of Steel destroying Metropolis thing because that Mm -hmm. was the biggest problem a lot of people had with Man of Steel was like, they fucked up the entire town. Mm -hmm. They destroyed everything. Superman wouldn't do that. So I'm happy they brought that back. And um, I do get that part of it is that Superman is not... Not happy that he has had to have caused all this collateral. Yes, damage. he's he's incredibly upset at himself and the world for not seeing eye to eye and him being responsible for issues. Let's but just say issues. The way it is portrayed is that he's just real sad that not everybody likes him and is just like, but you see this Batman guy, he's worse. Why, so why don't as, you just hate him instead? As the movie goes on, like when this the White House or the courthouse blows mm-hmm. up and he's just like, What the fuck? I don't interpret it as sad I, as sadness. I interpret it as like I'm clearly just making everything worse. Uh, I, now I'm being uh, I'm being a little unfair because at the at the end of the day, Super Batman is given a huge reason to have a beef with Superman, and I agree with it. Superman isn't given as much of a reason to have a beef with Batman, and but then at the end of the movie, Superman is the one who is half heartedly committed to this fight. Because he has to be, and is still actively trying to avoid it to the point where it comes to a head. So, I'm gonna give the movie that. Okay, there we go. I'll, I'll but I do want to say that this is a very whiny Superman. Yeah, he's, yes, he's 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 real. Uh, you know, this is a very whiny Superman movie. It, yeah, it's, it's kind of it's kind of like Man you of know, Steel. He's not that whiny. Yeah, it's kind of like you know, you have two siblings. One's doing something bad. The other one's doing something worse. But the one that's doing something bad is the one's getting trouble. Yes. So, and, and he, because in Man of Steel, he's better, and then Justice League, he has, like, a, a little bit of time on screen. And a CGI, uh... And a mustache. mustache. <laughs> but his scene a when CGI he comes back, spoiler alert, when he comes back, though, is one of the coolest things ever. He just, he just tears it up. Mm-hmm. But that's not neither here nor there. Okay, so, I guess the next thing we should talk about is what, why Batman's been doing this, why he's been going after these people, is because he's chasing something called the White Portuguese, who he thinks is a person. Mm-hmm who uh, he he tells Alfred that he thinks it's a person trying to sneak a dirty bomb into Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turns out what it's actually is is he's trying to track down some kryptonite. Yeah. Yep. Like, this guy he just doesn't a, want Alfred trying to stop him. Yes. Because we all know why he's tracking it down. He's not mm-hmm. doing it for science. He's He's got a plan, and he knows the only it, it way. It is science. Okay, okay, yes, but, you know, this This isn't one of his doomsday scenario, like, I'm just going to make sure I'm covered. Yeah, this he, is his, he's, like... He's going, he's out for blood. Yes, he's going to, he's going to moidle him. Uh, and then he hacks, goes to Lex, Lex's party. And this is where we should really start talking about Lex. 
I hated Lex at the party. So the party was incredible. Well, they don't even introduce him at the party because there's this through line with the, there's this. There's He's this introduced one, before that, you know. Yeah, there's this one senator who's like really. Uh, I can't remember her name. It's it's hard to pin down exactly what her character is like. She's she's anti Superman. She but believes Superman should be accountable. Yeah, she's anti Superman, but she's not anti Superman. She, she's very aware that Lex is trying to create a weapon to kill mm-hmm. Superman. Right, because well. Lex goes and shows her that. Yeah, he's and like explicitly says we can kill Superman with yeah. this, and uses like, a wonderful silver bullet analogy. Her people, and, her I mean, people are super like, interested in this and are willing to give him like anything he wants. But she has like a crisis of conscience and is like, "No, you can go fuck yourself." And she basically says that right to his face, uh, twice. She says, the, she says that line, which is called back on later. You could piss in a jar and call it Grandma's peach tea. Yeah but I ain't going to drink it. I mean, there's more to it, but that's what she mm-hmm. says at the end. Uh, I don't... But that's the that's the scene where they, they establish Lex, and he's acting all goofity weird. And Now, here's the thing. I don't have a problem with the with the performance of, the, of a character that Jesse Eisenberg is turning in in this mm-hmm. movie. I think that it's a fine character, and I think that 100% of everyone's problem with this could be fixed... If they just called him the Riddler. Or just <laughs> any other name, but no, yes. No, the Riddler. Because this was a very good... Everything about this was a very good Riddler. His overly elaborate scheme, which puppet masters a bunch of people and plays them against each other. His social awkwardness that it masks his uh, incredible genius, which he loves to gloat about. Mm-hmm. He he is the most Riddler Riddler we've ever seen. He is more Riddler than Jim Carrey ever was. Yeah, isn't Lex Luthor usually not afraid to have his plan... Almost be known because he just knows yeah, he's well, smart. He just problem. knows he's smarter yeah. than you, so his plan's gonna work. This one seems almost like conniving and sneaky, like and they don't don't let them know I'm up to no good. Ish. And I guess to talk to his plan like his big plan is to get access to the Kryptonian ship. Yeah. But that brings up questions because that we're what is his endgame in this movie? To kill Superman. He he his whole so thing do they ever his whole thing is almost identical to Batman's whole thing. You're not allowed to be a god. So is, is that the only reason why they, he doesn't like Superman in this? Yes, super, because, so uh, unlike well, in the comics, so he doesn't like Superman just because Superman exists. Kind of. So it's it's the comics has, does it that almost that same way a couple different times. Lex Luthor is the smartest man on earth, right? Mm-hmm. He can do anything he wants. He has endless money. He becomes president in some stories, whatever. But he can never be Superman. Mm-hmm. Superman right. is adored, sought after, and all he does because of that is just who he is. There's mm-hmm. nothing. Ab- like, he didn't actually do anything. He just is this alien god. Yeah. So this movie's whole thing, just like Batman's whole thing, is you're not allowed to be a god because you don't know how to use it. Batman is saying you're hurting people. Lex is saying, So Lex Luthor's jealous. Lex yeah, is jealous. he's jealous. And th- there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of interesting philosophical stuff that's done in the comics between Lex and Superman because Le- a lot of Lex is like, if I had your powers, Superman, I could do so much better than you yeah. are. Yeah, and they didn't. That would have been probably cooler if they had done that in this mm-hmm. movie. But no, this movie was just about you can't exist because I'm smarter than you. And no, well, no, he wasn't. But. Which doesn't end up working great because the movie doesn't establish any sort of real relationship between Lex and Superman. Yeah, at all. Which is, they, they've never met. Which is the most interesting thing about their dynamic in the comic. And I think that's the biggest drop ball, which is why, once again, I think he could just as well be the Riddler. And it would work because, all the same. Because he doesn't need... The Riddler doesn't have this relationship to Superman. He's just doing this to... He would be the kind of villain to just do this to prove that he could outsmart both Batman and Superman and yeah. pit them against each other. 
it would be that's the Riddler's entire motivation. He thinks he's smarter than everyone. It would be he wants to prove it. Much harder sell to get people into. So the seats, yeah, though. yeah. I, think, <laughs> I mean, Lex Luthor, using, Lex Luthor is a big name. The Riddler. They're using I mean, he Lex is, for his name drop, but the character they wrote is the Riddler. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Because he he does that over and over. What was the stupid line he was fumbling over about? Philanthropy. They, yeah. Well, and it was then, a little funny. Actually. And then after that, he starts to talk about gods, though. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what he says. He's like uh, uh, Prometheus uh, tried to do something yeah, and he got he, lightning he bolt for it. Yeah, and he can't do it. He's going over and over again. And mm-hmm. It's all just more... Uh, Patrick will say this uh, a bunch about Zack Snyder as a filmmaker. He does like those... Like 300 and, and Watchmen and mm-hmm. kind of to a degree some of his other stuff is very macho fight scene cool. Mm-hmm. That's, he does fight scenes well. Yeah, he does all that really well. But at some point he decided he's an artistic director and he can put all of this wonderful uh foreshadowing and clever lines and all this good stuff into movies this movie is just littered with like this is coming back mm-hmm. and not in a clever way it's like this is i mean i said it fucking six times when we're watching the movie something would come up and i'd be like no no no, don't worry about it <laughs> this now. Is important. yeah don't worry it'll come back like it, it's not in a way that takes much thought but it's also almost like annoyingly in your face about it mm-hmm. like the painting with god and, yep. and the demons like he it, he just, it's over the top with trying to... I didn't talk like, about, this isn't the Grandma's Peach Tea scene, but yeah. Oh, yeah, that he's is. He's talking it. about, like, oh, they had it raw, they had it backwards. The, the devils aren't going to come from below, they'll come from above. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh, it's so Superman. profound. <laughs> Superman flies. Uh, now, the parademons and the dreams. Yeah. Oh, it, oh. I think it's important for two reasons. One... It's just setting up future movies. Yeah. The Parademons come back in Justice this League is, immediately. This is the yeah. Thanos winking at the camera moment. Yeah, it's uh, like Batman gets But it's the... weird that this derails in the middle of the movie for what I think is like 15 minutes of a, was, of a dream sequence. It was a little bit long, but so it was, it was important for... So the Parademons come back in Justice League. Those It was his vision. Mm-hmm. It was like a vision. But there's two other things that go with it. One, when Flash shows up, yep. it leads you to believe that maybe that was an alternate reality. And that actually fucking happened. And Flash is trying to fix it. Remember, that, he that says, makes sense. So that, he's like, I'm not at the right time. Lois mm-hmm. is the key. And you're like, what the fuck does that mean? The whole point is to not know what that means. That's yeah. not like a, why wouldn't they tell us? It's alternate reality. It was saved somehow. And that's way down the road. He's yeah. in the wrong time to give us this key. That that that, sen- that scene should be the after credit stinger and not the middle of the movie. Yeah. I agree. But the other reason I like the Parademon scene is it sets up, even if you want to throw away any future movies, it sets up that something is not right in Batman's head. This is not a dream he should be having. This is not something yeah. that he is the top dog. He doesn't. He's not scared of. I mean, he's scared of many things, but he's not. So scared you're saying of he shouldn't have a dream where he's losing. Where he's losing, and he dies at the hand of people, mm-hmm. and then obviously the parademon kicks him in the back. But yeah. it, it's all to show the man is unhinged. Okay, mm-hmm. but like here's what I'm also kind of getting because Lex Luthor at the end, skipping way ahead, is spelling oh, yeah. some things about how they're. Con- so like I'm thinking that one of the motivations is that Lex has some sort of prophetic knowledge of this apocalypse coming of dark side i mean he probably so and he think he's conflating well, that superman is dark side in the prophecy well no i think that can be easily you know that's not even that prophetic he spent you know the entire half movie inside uh the kryptonian, the sh- in ship. The kryptonian ship learning everything he could about oh, the right. universe oh, that's, that's so he true. probably just knows dark side yeah. is coming because it was told to him by the ship actually that's Earth. awesome and i overlooked that entirely okay that makes sense but then to get to bring it back around the movie's like, okay, so you should be excited about all of this foreshadowing with the parademons and the Flash traveling back in time, and Darkseid is coming. 
But we need to explain kryptonite to you. Okay, yes. <laughs> kryptonite is literally a word in the English dictionary that means someone's weakness now. Yeah, that's true. Um, again, he thinks he's artistic. He's not. Um, that, I, I overlooked that. I just assumed that in some way Lex was actually being controlled. My, so you, so my, you're trying to give it a little more credit than it no, actually No, no, no. I was assuming that, so, so Lex wanted superman dead mm -hmm. that was his thing he was gonna bring bat his head and he had the yep. kryptonite and he wanted him dead no matter what doomsday was gonna kill him i thought in my own way that somehow dark side apocalypse somebody mm -hmm. contacted him and said this is what you gotta do because they okay. it's justice league actually does it when oh you guys haven't seen it, no, I haven't seen the, it. the only reason the bad guy comes is because superman's dead Okay. The, that's the only reason. He showed up because Superman's no Oh, yeah, you there. told me this because, and then as soon as Superman comes up, everyone's just like, oh, well, now I lose. Yeah, I got fucked. And I, so so I felt like, I think it's actually more, he saw it in the ship, that makes more sense. Mm -hmm. But I just thought somehow they got a hold of him and said, Superman has to die so we can come take everything yeah. and you'll be made a god. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. Okay. We do have the party uh where yeah which is invited so this is one this of is where wonder woman shows up for the first time that, that, that whole train. scene feels more to me like they're trying to show you wonder woman exists yeah and a little bit of you know and now clark kent and it's also a little, bit, a little bit it's also a little bit longer in um in the ultimate edition but i liked it because i personally put bat ben affleck is potentially my favorite batman he is and Bruce he, Wayne. He is way better than people give him credit yeah. for. So the reason I say that is all of these Batman do one or one or the other really well. They either mm -hmm. do Bruce Wayne really well or Batman really well. Christian Bale did both pretty damn good, but Ben Affleck, like so for example, how kind of corny he was when that girl catches him in the mm -hmm. room, and I can't remember what he says. He's like, "Oh no, for the the yeah, that my Martini might have two's too strong. Nice shoes." Like you're like, "What the fuck?" And you're like, "Exactly. He's not Batman. He's not supposed to be Batman. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to be." rich playboy who just yeah. sleeps around and drinks in the comics they have him drinking uh like sparkling cider and people think it's wine so <laughs> they think he's an alcoholic but obviously he's mm -hmm. um so i i the way he was able to separate and like keep his you know when him and superman are right there and they're kind yep. of or clark kenner introducing himself and he gets the little thing he it's like a moment of him just going hearing him and then being like well i gotta go boys <laughs> like in the other batman movies they kind of sulk they're kind of like I'm, He's I'm very serious. Yeah, I'm, already, I'm a very serious Bruce Wayne. I'm Batman. No, you're not. You're Bruce Wayne. Batman, save that for Batman. The acting in this movie was not one of my problems. Yeah, the acting, no, the acting wasn't acting, a problem. Everybody did great. Everybody was great. Um, um, but I just wanted to point that out. I think Ben, ben Affleck is either tied for or my favorite Batman. But yeah, that gives the scene for uh, Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent to me, and they have a little snippy conversation where they're like... Yeah, it's just a tiny hey, little bag of words. It's, it's like, it's like, hey, I, what do you think of this Batman fella? He's a real bad guy, right? Yeah, yeah well, I heard the Superman is worse. Yeah, you can <laughs> you can assume that they both know who the other is. Yeah, especially... Well, Superman maybe not right away, but when he hears the voice in yeah. the ear, because he... Yeah, when he, when he figures out that, you know, Bruce Wayne is doing something here, he probably figures out that it's Batman. Which... I absolutely... So he gets the information. It's got all the other people on yeah. it. Yeah, oh, he steals that. This is another funny thing because it's it's Lex Luthor's data and you get now the idea that Lex Luthor has been doing research on all these metahumans, specifically in a folder on his little flash drive labeled metahumans. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, is, it's, it's like... So he actually needed help in decrypting it with from... I can't remember who. Who did he send it to? Wonder Woman? Or Wonder Woman no, sent Wonder it Woman to him? No, Wonder Woman couldn't decrypt yeah, it. Yeah, Wonder Woman couldn't decrypt it. And Wonder Woman is... One of the smarter people who has had a hundred years of just watching mm -hmm. this all advance and trying to be better, she has to give it to him, and he 
I, they do it really fast, but he decrypts it. So I mean, it's more it's more likely that Bruce Wayne just has the the resources to do it. Yeah. The other the other funny thing is that they uh, in this folder he has the logos of all the superheroes. Yeah. Did Lex design all of the heroes' logos? I mean, that's implied. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone's like, oh, I mean, I don't like that Lex Luthor guy. This Wonder Woman logo is real yeah. so, He's a real pleasant designer. So, you know, Lex Jr. is clearly a little on the goofy side. He needs photo evidence of what he's looking at. He needs a better way to sort his files, and that's using thumbnails. I can't hold that against him. We've ignored this because the movie's a mess, and it's hard to remember with all the subplots it's got going, but it's also got a subplot where during that that random scene in Africa where they had the shootout, oh, yeah. a bullet hit Lois Lane's journal, mm-hmm. and she's having the bullet like analyze, and it's like this it's bullet never is existed. not on anyone's records. Like mm-hmm. not even the black market mm-hmm. knows what this bullet is, and she brings it to some government guy who is initially hostile toward her, but then the government guy is like, "Oh, this bullet was developed by LexCorp," and at the same time, Batman is on to Lex Luthor because he figures out the white Portuguese is actually. Yeah. Like that almost seems like so that that's one of the things the ultimate edition did. It, it mm-hmm. showed you that her story arc is not just finding a bullet. Finding a bullet. Her story arc is her because Lois Lane in the comics is an incredible reporter. She mm-hmm. will get down to the nitty gritty. I got that Lois Lane is detectiving this. Yeah. At the same time, while Batman is detectiving this, and all roads lead to LexCorp. Yes. Yes. It, which is fine. Uh, where were we? Which is which is accurate because Lex has been puppeteering this, and they're they're starting to get onto that, but they don't know how deep this goes. Yep. And in terms of how deep this goes, Lex goes to the guy from the beginning of the movie who had his legs removed, who also like belligerently graffitied a uh, Superman yep. statue. And there was like a the, which was actually a really unintentionally funny scene because this guy with no legs just <laughs> slowly pulling his way up to the statue. And the cop's and like, cop's "You like, guys, stop hey, that! Hey, stop!" Hey, you would know. Don't you do it? Don't, don't, don't think about it. There. I guess the, the the worst implied part is that he actually got the entire message yeah, they painted out. They didn't even stop like, him. They there, just there's a him. cop that's watching this whole thing. It's a man with no legs, with incredible upper body strength. It's like when a little, his way up it's like thing. when a little kid's going to get ice cream and you sit on the couch going, "No, hey, hey don't, don't, do, don't that. do that. Don't you do that. Eat the whole punch." <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I forgot about that. But this guy, Wally, yep. uh, is supposed to be living the freaking lavish life. But Bruce Wayne has been quote-unquote, supposedly, mm-hmm. sending him cash. Here's money. I owe you. All this happened. But the money has never made it to him, yep. if we find out. And it's been sent back to Bruce with threatening messages on it. And Bruce is like... No, it didn't get sent back to Bruce. It, Superman got it. Oh. It? Remember? Wasn't it Superman looking through it? No, I think it was... It, it was, was Bruce? It was Bruce, yeah. Okay, I had It was backwards. while Superman was at the courtroom. And, That's right. Yep. And they're, yeah, and then they're like, why didn't... And Bruce Wayne's like, why didn't you show me this? And uh, they're like... <laughs> eh, didn't seem relevant. You're, you're, I, which didn't... I explain that off as I doubt Bruce Wayne stepped foot in that building because he's being so fucking stupid. This is something that you give a call to, to Bruce uh, yeah, about. Yeah, but like, hey, we you don't know that guy you've been you've been trying to pay reparations to. He's been sending back all the checks with threatening letters <laughs> to you. True. Maybe true. want to look into that. Oh, well, they didn't. They there was a slight oversight. It's like when the FBI <laughs> didn't flag oversight. that kid. You know, yeah. it's just part of it. Uh, too soon. Too soon of a joke. Uh. Is someone knocking or was that? Oh, it's a no. clicking. So in the court scene, Lex there, has given this kid, the guy with the busted legs, a new wheelchair. Right. He's basically he stepped, wheels now. He stepped forward to the senator and they're basically holding like 
a tri- the trial of Superman. Yeah, right they're now. holding a a how are you going to pay for your crimes mm-hmm. thing, and he's just like, but I'm helping you, and they're like, yeah, but you're hurting us too, buddy. This one guy got real hurt by you, buddy. Yeah, and then the lady, the hard ass, sees a jar of piss on her desk. Yep. And Presumably Lex Luthor's piss. Yeah, probably, and it says uh, Granny's sweet peach tea, or Granny's peach. Tea and then she notices like that. that Lex's chair is empty. And it all goes And then Wally explodes. Yes. And then everyone dies, and guess who they blame it on? Soups. Superman's fault. Well, no, they immediately figure out that the bomb was in Wally's wheelchair. Yeah, they do blame it on Wally, but it's like Superman... Well, no, remember... Superman blames himself. No, remember the news article the news... says, if how did he not know this was there? Is he complicit in this? They oh, right, instantly yeah, try right. to turn it on Superman. And Superman... And Superman like, actually, I was, he I was buys really... into that himself. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's like, I was too focused on this Everything not to else. notice this. So, Which is why later... When Lois is trapped under the thing, that's mm-hmm. actually kind of an important scene because the destruction of the planet is sitting right in front of mm-hmm. him, and he's like, "Oh wait, I'm not doing this. I'm not missing this cue again." And he goes mm-hmm. and says, "Lois." So Anyways. one thing, one thing I didn't uh, really like about that scene is like which one the the the, the, the courthouse. Yeah. Okay, like I, maybe I was like looking at it wrong, but Superman just looked like he had like no emotion on his face, in my opinion, during that. So scene. in his mind. At least the like, way may, like maybe you could write it off a shock, or he was like, "Did he, this really yeah, just happen?" Yeah, but... oh, like when it explodes. Yeah, like no, he, like, when it explodes, he's going in his head is just, "How did I miss this?" Mm-hmm. And he knows he's at fault. He, like you said, he's buying into everything that's going to be said already. He's like, "Cause what can he do at that point? He can't. There's literally nothing he can do. He obviously can't be hurt, so he doesn't feel I it. I think he just flies away. And right? he, yeah, and he just is like, "Shit!" And you can see like a kind of a sulkin sort of like. He didn't really over the top like no, but he, he he you could definitely see him drop and just be like, basically just exclaiming fuck. He's just I, like, I almost got a, like a, I almost got a feeling of like, well, did that just happen? Yeah, yeah, like a, like a holy shit. Like not like, but not like an upset. Like did that really happen? Like a huh? Yeah, well, that's pretty neat. Yeah, well, no, I and the other thing is, I think at that when that happens, he he finally cl- it clicks. He's set up. He's been set. He mm, yeah, didn't, at that point he realized it didn't that... click with the other thing because he just grabbed Lois and flew off. But with this one, he's like, God damn, someone's doing this. Someone's being a real mean. And meanwhile, pants. Batman is chasing some thugs down at the docks. Oh, yeah. Oh, got it. So Superman disappears. Lois can't get a hold mm-hmm. of him. Nothing. And uh, actually, that's after. he ch- They chased the thugs earlier than that. Yeah, I think, I I think, think thugs we... were before the courthouse. We jumped around. Once again, it's hard this to movie yeah. does not have any like coherent <laughs> linear progression of events. So it's really hard. So... That this scene, is the fir- yeah, the, Batman with the Thugs this is where the you f- first have an altercation. And this is the first time people have a lot of issues with Batman using a gun. He doesn't use his gun. He uses his car's gun. Yeah. And he blows the shit out of everyone's vehicles. He's just gunning them down in his car. And I actually love this confrontation between Superman and Batman. Like, I don't hate the Batman using gun. I know, like, in most recent continuity, he doesn't use guns. Yeah, uh, for a well, while now, it's, it's once, been... Once again, I, I'm, I'm actually willing to support... This is the Dark Knight Returns. Yes. This is an older, jaded well, Batman. Also, and he's also going a little bit off the deep end. Exactly. So what's the difference between... They actually did this in the Telltale game really cool. Um, and you can choose what you do. But what's the difference between Batman putting a gun and shooting you in the forehead... Or punching you into a coma and you die a month later. Yeah. Like, no matter what, Batman is not a good guy. He's he's a, a fascist dictator who thinks his way is the only way. Well, the, the, and the, a few comics have done this, like, yeah. really interesting. Like, Under the Red Hood had a really interesting thing where Batman's moral code is more to keep himself from becoming the villains he And fights. actually, uh, Batman Beyond, the whole reason he stops being Batman and pa- passes off as guys, he's mm-hmm. really old and he's getting the shit kicked out of him. He's super tired. <laughs> he grabs the gun and puts it on the guy. Because it's his only option at that point. Mm-hmm. 
And he's like, whoa, 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 no, no, this ain't me. He retires, yada, yada. Um, so that scene, anyways, the thing I really like was Superman, at this point in the story, Superman's all fucked up in his own head about whatever. Um, he literally just lands on top of Bruce's car, stops him <laughs> where he is, and says, the next time your light shines, don't go to it. Yep. Like, he's he's done with this shit. He, he doesn't want any more of this kind of fighting. Someone could get blamed for this, whatever. Mm-hmm. Something t- tips him off, too. I can't remember what it is before. There's a reason About he's Batman there. Batman being there? There's a reason he's there to do it, and I can't remember what it is. I know he's there because of the white Portuguese. I don't remember why Superman... No, Superman's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm trying to remember why Superman actually showed yeah. up. Either way, and and that's all he says, and then Batman, because he wants to murder him, but he doesn't have his tools on him. Mm-hmm. He's like, next time I see you, you're going to bleed. No, yeah, he says, do you, do you bleed? Tell me, answer me one question. Do you bleed? And Superman just gives him like a, all right. And he flies off and he says, next time I'll make you. Mm-hmm. And boom, he's off. And I, people make fun of that all the time. I actually really love that scene. I don't, I can't defend my love for it. I just do. <laughs> just I just think it's great. I think it's just a fun little, like, you can tell these two guys are both upset at for completely wrong reasons Mm -hmm. and they're gonna duke it out well and i think kind of the point of this movie is that batman is wrong-headed for pretty much yes the the whole thing yes he is 100 percent in the wrong you have to accept the thesis that batman is not the good guy in this movie yes he's not a bad guy per se but he's very misguided yeah he's not in the right if you are a big batman fan that's probably going to be a bit of a tough pill to swallow and then that's everything we've talked about is the first from the explosion and, and such. We're still only like an hour into the movie. Yeah. But, but no, no we're, we're like an hour and a half. Yeah. But the, the last 30 minutes goes by for me really fast. The, the minute last BBS 30 minutes starts. So the last 30 minutes. Yeah. When they're actually doing action scenes and they're fighting, that was, that was probably the, the good part of the movie. Okay. Before we get to that, uh, Clark goes to the North pole and has a conversation with ghost dad. Yeah. Um, in his own head. I mean, okay. I was trying head. to figure out what was going on there. It's in, it's, it's, I think it's supposed to be in his head. Yeah. It's a story. His father's told him and he's, re- okay. he's reliving it as like a, so was that just me not understanding the context of the scene? Like, are you supposed maybe. to know that? I don't, I don't think it matters if you think he's hallucinating or if you think it's a real ghost dad, mm-hmm. the, the whole point of the scene is, and the, and the point of the story is, even when you do right, mm-hmm. there's a pretty good chance something bad comes from it. Like, we all have yeah. to deal with the consequences of our actions. I saved my farm. My family called me a hero, and I destroyed the farm downriver. Yep. Like, you can't win. And Superman, you need to accept that. So, so rather than dwelling on the consequences of your actions and what people think about them, you should do what just you act what right. you think is right. Yes. Yep. So, I, I mean, yeah, it was Ghost Dad. That's fair. Without <laughs> Bill Cosby. Um, thankfully yeah 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 too soon (laughs) and uh but even then i i don't really care if it is a uh a dream if it's a vision if it's just him talking Mm -hmm. to himself i I mean it works any way you kind of lay it out for me my only my only problem with that scene is they give you no like it's just another plant listen if you go into that movie with no history yeah you're like like, he's like who's this guy on top of mountain he's talking to he doesn't even say it's his dad so that's a good point why is kevin costner in this yeah yeah yeah. you can assume it's his dad because he's talking about his mom yeah but yeah and then you know yeah so like if you just watch the scene you you just think he's talking to a guy on top of a mountain yeah yeah that's fair but he went to the uh, to to the mountain to talk to (laughs) obi-wan yeah (laughs) well that's not what happened um so at this point lex kicks his plan into the end game kidnaps he kidnaps martha yep he kidnaps Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to set that up earlier. At the ve- opening scene, when uh, mom mom and dad Wayne are dying, mm-hmm. it kind of over the top makes uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan say Martha before he dies. Okay. As he's dying, he says the word Martha. Yeah, you see it in 
Bruce Wayne's little flashback in his head. Yeah. He says Martha out loud, like, oh, my, my family's dead. I lost them all, and I'm dead now, too. Okay. Anyways, back to where what we are. What a waste of Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's I better know. than this, isn't he? Oh, gosh. And he, I really hope he does I know get he's to mostly just in TV. But in still. Flashpoint, he might be able to get... The, he was in talks. I'm sure that's done by now, and he's not. But he was in talks for uh, Thomas Wayne for Flashpoint, which I don't know if you guys know Flashpoint, but it's awesome. I know it's the one where Thomas Wayne is the Batman. Yeah, and he kills everyone. Yeah. He, doesn't, he care. doesn't care. And his mom became the Joker. It's going to be real weird in... Uh, it's really cool. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, it's really cool. Anyways, um, um, but- so we get past all that, and where the plans he kidnaps Mama Kent, gets her to a location. The Russian guy the with Russian the flamethrower. Yeah. Uh, first time they- you see the flamethrower in the theatrical cut. You know what I don't get about that? When we get to the scene, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. But it's okay, I jump thought- around. So jump, when jump, jump after all the fight and Batman's, you know, and they're all they're all friends again, and Batman's trying to help get Lois Lane. Lex said. To Superman, if you go off to try to save your mom, she's dead. Mm-hmm. And as soon as Batman busts in, starts killing people, you would think that the bad guy should just torture him. Torture. They're told to look for Superman. I mean, I guess their doors closed. They <laughs> yeah. wouldn't look for Superman, but uh, they're they have very specific orders. I don't know. It's like only kill her if Superman can yeah. see it happen. If you see the yellow or the red, uh, red cape. Pull the trigger. If it's a black cape, I don't know. I don't know what to <laughs> Who knows do. That? With all the obscure comic pulls that they're doing, why didn't they just make the Russian guy Firefly? I don't know, man. Maybe it was Firefly. You don't know. <laughs> they, they never tell you his name. True, like they never tell so you Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. They, they do give you like a Russian name for him. Yeah. It's like Anatoly something or another. Uh, um, but anyway. So they so, kidnap Mama. Continue. And then he kidnaps Lois. Yep. And he throws her off a building because he knows it'll summon Superman because that is the summon Superman spell. <laughs> it's kind of his light. Yeah, it's kind of his thing. And of course it does. And Superman puts her down. He's like, I'm going to go deal with the ass clown on the roof now. Mm-hmm. And he so, flies up there. And this is actually probably Lex's best scene in the movie. Yeah, yeah. This is a good, like, actually right at the end, he, he says, even the god will bow to me or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, one thing I just want to say really quick, because this is something that pisses me off nonstop about anything Superman related. They do it earlier in the movie and they don't do it here. Superman can kill anyone in the, the flash of a second, right? Mm-hmm. He can just, boom. In a speeding bullet. Yeah, he can just kill someone. Like when Lois is being held by that guy and she just takes her hands off and yep. nods at him and he takes him out. You have to take in, this isn't for you guys, this is for people like Tommy. That scene, if you really, really wanted to, mm-hmm. you could have Superman just like laser his head off, plan falls apart, he goes and gets his mama. <laughs> but that completely goes against any sort of character development you try yeah, to Yeah, so I, I, don't, I don't disagree I just, with... Like, I have to just stop those yeah, sort so, of things. Yeah, no, obviously Superman good... could just kill him, but that goes against his morals too. Yeah. It was a, it's exactly, it's the kind of scene you want to see in a movie where Lex Luthor and Superman are there, where... Lex, his plan has come to a head. He's gloating over Superman. It gets a little philosophical. It does get a little silly when Superman falls to his knees and Lex is just flicking the pictures <laughs> of Martha at him. Well, well, he throws a picture down first. So he, he kind of, he, he knows what's happening. And he throws one down. So he's like, I've got to see these. And he's it's he's a, it's dancing a, around and chewing the scenery. And it's real silly. I'm like, oh, this is some great classic Riddler. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, like, that scene could have actually been like, like, I mean, it was acted well for yeah. what... And it was I, fucked up. Did you see those pictures? Yeah. She's like... That's like uh, the killing joke type pictures that mm-hmm. he took. Ugh. But I, I still just think, like, that scene would have been so, like, powerful if you just had, like, the classic charismatic stoic Lex yeah. Luthor just, I'm, like... Instead of the... Just, you know, just basically shitting on Superman, like, how much he just beat him. I'm above you, yeah. Yeah. Which, like I said, he says the, uh, even the god, god will bow to me mm-hmm. or something And I like picture that. I picture that line as, like, an actual, like, 
Lex Luthor type character, yeah. and it sounds like chilling in my head. Yeah. Uh, we can skip over it, but Lex at this point has created Doomsday. We no, can... he hasn't yet. Well, so he's created Doomsday, but the electricity oh, yes. hasn't birthed Doomsday. Yeah, yet. so we right. have actually oh, we have actually gone we skipped over where he got into the. Uh... Yeah, he did get in there. He used the fingerprints of Zod and pulled Zod mm-hmm. down in there, and the machine's like, and he cuts his hand and puts his own DNA in there, mm-hmm. and the machine's like, "You can't do this." Apparently, the council says it's forbidden. He's yeah, like, what happened to the council? They're, They're all dead. dead, yeah. All right, then do it. The no, machine... that, 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 that scene almost, like, it feels like the whitest kid you know is kid. Like, kid, where are your parents? They're dead. Damn you! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so, I, the, the only thing I, the question I have is they kind of don't explain how a Kryptonian ship is capable of creating an uh, animal that can kill all Kryptonians. Mm-hmm. They don't give you anything. So, they don't give you any of the backstory of Doomsday. So, so I, I looked it up a little bit, and Doomsday was, like, perpetually cloned and killed. And each that's time, the bullshit they added That's like Doomsday. Yeah, that, that's what they give them for the backstory. Right, but the so, like, but, but what that means is, if you do look into the backstory, like, maybe that's what that is, is yeah. that's just the machine that, created that it. kept creating him. So, that's where I'm going. That's where I think it happened there. Which is I, fine if you want to do... I, again, I have no problem with the way Doomsday was created because mm-hmm. the comic original Death of Superman doesn't give you anything. He's in the, a box in the ground and he punches his way out. Yeah. That's it. But, I don't know. I, I just The fact that their machine could create it, I was a little skeptical on. But I, yeah, your theory is cool. But this I'll is, stick with it. This is what gets us to the actual Batman versus Superman yeah. because Lex is like, kill Batman. Bring I'll... me the bat's head and, mm-hmm. your, and Martha will be spared. And Superman, once again, to his credit... Does not want to fight Batman. Yeah, he goes there with all intention of trying well, to get he goes him to help tells him instead Lois. of... He yeah. goes and says, Lois, I have to kill him. And Lois is like, no, you don't. There's got to be a way. And he just kind of mm-hmm. is like, screw you, bitch. And he flies <laughs> away. Like, he doesn't really say much after that. Like, Deuces, but, I'm out. Bat- yeah, exactly. Batman is 100% ready to kill... He's uh, standing on the roof in the dopest looking Batman <laughs> Returns. Have you seen the Batman Returns suit? Talk about this, I'm finding it. <laughs> we also saw that, like, right when... um, Like, right after the courthouse blew up, Batman broke into LexCorp. Oh, yeah. Took the kryptonite. And, he, and he's fashioned an arsenal of kryptonite weapons specifically to take and down. And yeah. for the first time in a long time, you get to see the most muscly Ben Affleck. <laughs> he got freaking cut for that just that mm-hmm. one scene. A single workout scene, and he was ripped out of his mind. And it was a good workout scene. Yeah, man. He's working on a kryptonite. He's working on his body. Win-win. It was like a Rocky montage with some intelligence to it. Exactly. But so the, this all leads to, you know, Superman tries to talk Batman down. Mm-hmm. Batman is one million percent ready to go, though. Yeah, and that's, like, I mean, realistically, and Kevin might fight this, those are the situations where Batman should be able to win against Superman. I feel like if Superman goes in with every intent to kill Batman, he's going to kill Batman. Well, you're right. So he and doesn't Batman go does, in. And that's what I'm saying. He Batman doesn't. So that's the upper hand. Yeah, so Batman has the upper hand because Superman doesn't really want to kill him. And also Superman has a little bit of hubris in there. Like, he's... Yeah. He thinks like, "What are you gonna do?" Yeah. Now? So and like that catches the bullet. That yeah, he catches the, the that I missed. exactly, and that's man. That it's, I think that that's gotta good, be how it's a good character like building. Yeah, right, reference that, there. I, it's like, like I said, once they start doing the actual Batman vs Superman and all the fights, look scenes, at that! Look at how yeah. epic that shit is. <laughs> and that's when I think that the movie starts to you know be good. But that's like half an hour of movie. So. Um, and then yeah, they have the fight, and then there's the moment that everyone talks about where Batman's got Superman pinned down with a kryptonite spear, and he's about to finish him, and Superman's like, "Save, Save Martha. Martha!" Okay, now I've laid out all the times they foreshadowed why this is important, but without me going on about why it's so over the top good for me and bad for mm-hmm. most people, DJ, 
What did you get from that scene? Not what did you think, good or bad. What did you take away from that scene? I got the. This is the moment of clarity that snaps Batman out of his, like, zeal. He's getting a lot of dude sweat in here, so. <laughs> and it's hot in here. But, uh, yeah, I got that, like, hearing, hearing the name spoken is basically the moment that snapped uh batman out of his out of his zeal and made him like just take a look at the whole picture and be like what the what am i doing here so jake you know i'll let you go first so i i I know the purpose of the scene and don't say it because i want to say the 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 issue i have with the scene is just how it is portrayed like oh the way it's framed is yeah the way it's framed is silly it's ridiculous it makes it seem like he's like oh you have a, it's like all the jokes. You have a mother named Martha too. Let's be best friends. Because, and the reason why I say, you know, fully knowing what the purpose of it is, the reason why I think it's, you know, portrayed poorly in the movie is because she says, he says, save Martha. And then Batman just like has an inner, you know, flashback where he's like, I have a mother named Martha who died. No. Okay. So now, now I got to Okay. Hold on. Whoa. Okay. Wait a minute. So. The first Martha, second Martha, I guess they do it. They do it too many times, that I will say. Mm-hmm. That they kind of kick a dead horse. But And then then have Lois actually come well, in hold and on. explain so, it. So the initial words, which I actually never put together before this movie, that both of their mom's names was Martha, mm-hmm. went over my head for years. No idea. But anyways, uh, first time he says it, Batman's like, his father was in the exact same position dying when he said mm-hmm. Martha. So he's like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. wait what did you do? What? Wait a minute. What do you know about this? Yada, yada. That is all cool. It's just like shock. It's it's too much fucking laying it out by Zack Snyder. And you're right. You can instantly walk away and just go like, okay, their mom's name is Martha. What hits me so hard is this whole movie, they are emphasizing over the top that everyone thinks Superman is a god. Mm-hmm. Nonstop. They're laying that in your face. He's a god. We're all puny humans. He can do what he wants. We yeah. can't have this happen. The minute that Lois Lane runs over and finally tells him why he said it and says it's your mother... That is, ba- and I actually really like Ben Affleck's acting here. That is Batman realizing Superman is not a god. Superman is a man. Mm-hmm. He has a mom. He has a family. He is a normal, everyday person. It's not that their mom's name is. Yeah. It's that, oh shit, I'm not killing a god. Yeah, I get that. Because it's easy to kill a god. Yeah, There's no, no repercussions. The, the issue with that scene that. isn't when Lois Lane comes and says, that's the name of his mother. It's the. It's the lead up that was like, they why'd did, you say Martha? Yeah, why'd you did, say Martha? They did it too much. I'm not denying that. They went. One too many times. Mm-hmm. Two and too many. The times. other issue I have with that isn't it's it's that they immediately both like jump up like, all right, what do we gotta do now to win? Well, so again, like he said, it's almost like being snapped out of a trance. Mm-hmm. Batman has always been the good guy. He doesn't want people to get hurt. And mm-hmm. he almost just committed the one thing because he wasn't killing a guy. That's Batman's thing. I don't kill mm-hmm. men, but I almost just did. I have to help. I get all I get all of this. I get all of what you're saying. I was even the one who brought forward that this is the moment that just is snapping Batman out of a madness. Yeah, out of a, but a craziness. The scene is not well done. They could have had a much better scene to convey all of the emotion that was going through both of them at that time. I would have preferred. They could have had a much better like a, an action, a revelation, a what have I done that's brought me here? Mm-hmm. Like they they don't. I don't think they dwell enough on Batman exactly. realizing the error. And that's the thing I don't like. There's a ticking inst- clock, man. But there is, gonna there die. is a ticking clock, but you can use movie logic. And also, Batman, <laughs> okay, doesn't, Batman doesn't know there's a ticking clock. So like, he just, they, he, they're they just like, oh, 
yep, this is bad. And, and they I just get... immediately with no other like... Well, that's a rushed movie, yes. Yeah. The whole movie's rushed. So if you put aside the rushed movie aspect of it is what I'm fighting. I, I, I understand the, the purpose you... of the scene and the potential like you know weight of the scene. It just was not well executed and it comes off cheesy because of that. Okay. That's the thing. I get that there's a lot of good intent with this movie, but the execution of the movie is very sloppy. And I can, yeah. I can appreciate and respect the intent while also admitting that I would much rather see it in a much better put together movie. Like what, what this movie is trying to be is much better than what it actually is. And the movie, it, it is not the movie we deserve. I disagree. I understand, but I disagree. So after that, which their fight scene is actually phenomenal. Just the fight part of it. It's the, a, it's a solid which fight. Leads to the best I don't care what anyone says. The best Batman fight scene on film all time is him kicking the shit out of people in that warehouse. That was actually a good Batman yeah, I like fight. That. that is the best fight scene. He because in all the other fight scenes, it's either over the top corny martial arts, mm-hmm. like a lot of Christopher Nolan Pam, stuff. Is that wow? Or those corny things. Uh, it's people who aren't in shape enough to actually do this, and they just kind of show him punching people mm-hmm. like Michael Keaton. Or it's just over-the-top gadgetry goofiness. Mm-hmm. This, this movie kind of has a mix of both, yeah. This movie shows him using his zipping thing, flying around, throwing his blades, blocking knives with uh, his, uh, who's, he, who's he, what's it? Uh, disabling their guns with his little bombs. Disabling it. Like, he's just, is a one-man army. It was, it was a good scene. Batman fight. Oh, God, it's great. And him, like, coming through the wall and grabbing that guy and mm-hmm. ripping him out. So good. So good. And then you have, um, yeah, so then Superman goes to confront Lex mm-hmm. now that Batman has saved Martha. Mm-hmm. And he Lex finds is him like, in the ship. Yep. And Call Lex is, is like, coming from inside <laughs> the house. Lex is like, well, it doesn't that. matter because I made this Lord of the Rings cave troll. And it looked like a combination of. At actually, first, it looked. At, at, first. at first, it actually looked. I, I could not picture it. I could not put words to it at first. I knew exactly what it looked like. Could not picture it. At first I said it was the Harry Potter troll, and it's not. It is 100% El Gigante from Resident Evil 4. Even when he starts to get his Doomsday Spikes, he's still, he's still kind of just yeah, El Gigante. When, he, when from... he gets his Doomsday Spikes, he still looks He looks like the upgraded El Gigante from later on. I've never seen El Gigante. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly El Gigante from Resident Evil 4. Yeah, his. so when he first came out, it, it's a little corny. I'm kind of happy they didn't go full-on comic book movie Doomsday, because... This one is 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 a a mutant man. Mm-hmm. The comic book Doomsday is a walking rock. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a little too much. Which they did give him spikes, which was cool. But I'm 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 very pleased with the middle ground they found. So I liked I did like what they did with Doomsday, where you know every time you attacked him, he just evolved and became more powerful. Yeah, that's absorbed like, that's, your energy and got that, bigger. That's like his his thing is yeah. that you know whatever you do to him, he evolves from it and he becomes basically immune to it. The big thing I didn't like about the fight scene with Doomsday, and I told you I I took a big issue with it. It wasn't, you know, how the scene was choreographed. It was how Wonder Woman with her sword cut his arm off. Oh, what? I love that. Because he is supposed to be a Kryptonian. Yeah. He is supposed to be pretty much immune to anything, and Wonder Woman can cut his arm off. Her her weapon is an Amazonian weapon, man. I don't know. It just, Comic it, book logic. It's not a normal not sword. That, not that cutting his arm off did anything. It, it didn't do anything. It, like it, said, it made him more powerful. It's just the fact that they were able to damage him with conventional weapons. What? Con- Amazonians are not conventional. Look, that sword was different. at least plus three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so you have like Batman shooting him and it's damaging him. You have all this stuff like that shouldn't be doing anything. It should just be paying off. 
Well, so Batman shooting him does nothing but distract him until mm-hmm. he, at the end, he gets him with the thing. So like, you see it every time he takes a hit, like the red energy comes out. Yeah, it's, well, because it, it's kind of like Black Panther's suit. Mm-hmm. Is is what every, it, yeah. any energy that's uh, exerted, he picks up. Yeah. So uh, maybe th- maybe I'm just like trying to poke holes well, here, but so to me, like it, it seemed like that shouldn't have been able to happen. So Wonder Woman's strength is always downplayed. The mm-hmm. movies have been doing her just so good. Yeah. But her strength is always downplayed. She's strong as shit. She's the Either mm-hmm. tied for or the second strongest person on uh, in the Justice League that's not Superman, which Aquaman. Anyways, um, and her weapon, I will give it as a otherworldly weapon. You're going to say it's an Amazonian sword? It's, so. an, it's an otherworldly weapon of some sort. So while, no, it probably shouldn't, I'm going to give it the pass. Okay. I'm going to give it the pass just this one time. It'd be like saying, it'd be like if, if, mm-hmm. if, if uh, what's his name? Aquaman was there. I don't know why I couldn't think of Aquaman. I just said it like three seconds ago. If Aquaman was there and he and he tried and did, did him mm-hmm. right in the chest or something, I would again be like, that's an Atlantean weapon. That's okay. not... I don't know how much you... You don't have to subscribe to that, but that's what I would put with it. Also, best introduction of a superhero ever. Any superhero movie ever. When Wonder Woman blocks the beam in front of Batman mm-hmm. and then you just hear... I was in the theater. Wonder Woman is sweet in this movie, and we want more one. We want, and here's the thing that I found funny that I immediately pointed out. You had the uh, on the digital thing. Mm -hmm. You had the theatrical cut next to the ultimate cut. The theatrical cut, uh, the picture, the box art for it is just Batman and Superman staring at each other combatively. The box art for the ultimate edition is Wonder Woman center frame with Batman and Superman. Behind like, her. Like, they know what the good part of the movie was. Yeah, and she... The other thing I really liked about Wonder Woman's portrayal was this whole time, Batman obviously is a normal man. He's standing in the back trying to figure out mm-hmm. a way to help uh, do this, that, or the other. And Superman's just getting the shit kicked out of him. She's getting thrown around like a ragdoll and just being like, that yeah, didn't work, back let's try Wonder, it again. Wonder Woman is too cool for school. Yeah, movie. she's like, freaking... She doesn't, she does, there's all this, like, dramatic stuff going on between Batman and Superman. She just doesn't care. She's like, I'm Wonder Woman and I'm just better yeah. than this. I'm gonna go be in my own movie and it's gonna be better than this. Oh, I'm sorry, you think this is intense? This ain't nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, she says, I've killed uh, monsters from other worlds before. She's got the hubris mm-hmm. of, like, nothing can stop me. Yeah, and they, they kind of squander an opportunity to introduce Aquaman in this movie, too. And the Flash, really? Well, they introduced yeah. the they gave the Flash a little bit of a teaser, and you know, obviously, they had you know, they all had their little introductions yeah. in their film. And so, Cyborg so, too. Cyborgs yeah. was awesome. Yeah. So they obviously they had all the characters on set at some point to do these little teasers. Yeah. They could have had a scene with Aquaman, like when Lois Lane is in the water trap. Like, why not have Aquaman save her? That's what I always and wanted. Like, and Aquaman doesn't have to like reveal himself to like Superman. Or anything. You can just show the thing fly. Yeah, off you show the thing like fly off. And then, because Aquaman, like, you get the impression that he doesn't want to be seen. Yeah. So he could save her and then... Because he's still a hero. Away. I mean, in the beginning yeah. of Justice League, they talk about the man who saves the ship and brings food mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, he's a hero. Everyone so, yeah, he could have saved her and then, you know, you introduce Aquaman away and, I mean... It doesn't really. It doesn't really add anything. It just it gives you. Yeah, a, it gives the, you a little teaser, and everyone loves Jason. Momoa you could also Aquaman. tease Flash another time because he clearly doesn't want to fight. Justice League does a good well, job. Like, of, like DJ said, it should have been the after credit scene. Yeah, I don't think DC does after credit scenes all that often. Uh, they did it for. I think the uh, the funeral was an after credit. It was an after credit. I think I can't remember exactly. Okay. But that's that's what it should have been. That should have been an after credit scene with yeah. Flash. And this is where you mentioned that scene happens where Superman is not paying too much attention to Doomsday to forget yeah. to save Lois. And and he could have. He easily could have. He's fighting mm-hmm. the ultimate threat. And he's just like, nope, hold on, wait, not letting this happen again. And he gets the spear out himself. 
which you obviously that's actually a plot device for how he wins but mm -hmm. um stabs doomsday superman dies and then you get the funeral of superman which i feel takes way too long yeah the funeral does go on a little long and batman's whole i failed him in life thing i i, I liked but it was a little I do and here's my problem with this and it goes back to my earlier complaint that i had at the very beginning if you want to do the dark knight returns that's great i would love a great dark knight returns movie it's a classic comic mm -hmm. written by noted racist frank miller but still. <laughs> and if you want to do a death of superman movie do it if you want to superman. do a death of superman movie i would love a death of superman yeah. movie and both those comics have enough content to be oh, their yeah, own movie it, well and death i, I superman knew, is is, a, yeah. it's, is it's 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 kind of just a big fight but yeah. yeah still you could do it but still like having like doomsday be an 11th hour reveal like I knew going into this that they do the death of Superman in this mm -hmm. movie. It's hard not to know that. Yeah. But if I were watching this movie fresh, came to see Batman versus Superman, I was like, oh, oh, it's actually the Dark Knight Returns. I can get on board with this. Then Doomsday shows up out of nowhere. I'm like, what? You're doing the death of Superman now? Why? Why wasn't this? Yeah. yeah. Where the hell did this come from? So ultimately, my biggest problem with the movie is it is, it is probably an hour and a half to almost two hours of almost like really disjointed setup sketch comedy <laughs> yeah sketch comedy with no humor yeah and it's all no there's one joke yep there's one joke <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah we're, the one joke counted the one joke in yeah the uh, martha kent uh, is he says i'm a friend I'm of your son. son he's like yeah i know i saw the cape <laughs> and I, I was like oh see there's that classic marvel humor yeah <laughs> and but that's the thing like it it doesn't do enough to keep you to want to watch the movie to the part where it gets good. Yeah. And, then, and I, I will give that the fight scenes at the end are good. They are well done. I think the whole ending for me is good. Except for the, the funeral. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, even It was good, but it was long. The, the, whole, the whole ending scene could have just been that last panel where you see the Superman casket. Yeah, the black with they the just, silver. Yeah. That, that could have been like, you could have cut out the entire 10 minutes of them walking down kansas and the you know national yeah. cemetery i mean they did a nice thing by um um martha giving lois the engagement ring that mm -hmm. she was supposed to have um that was a nice little add-on of you mm -hmm. know because it, it actually helps when justice league when superman comes back which i'm not going to spoil because you need to watch that movie what if we had instead established all of the heroes that dc brought in during that like year where they had superman dead to replace superman and we get Shaquille O'Neal reprising his role <laughs> as Steel. <laughs> I do love Steel. I will give you that, but no, um, that movie's terrible. By the that way, you watched it. Yeah. We have both seen that. That's not going to. Be I watched it as like a, a ten-year-old and I loved it, and then I watched it as like a seventeen-year-old hey, and I was like, "Wait, what?" It's Hammer Time. <laughs> I just like they had Shaft in that hammer. movie, and he builds the hammer, and he's like, "I love the Shaft." Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you shaft. get it? Do you get this it? This is the '90s. We lay it on thick. And that movie was also really ashamed that it is a yeah. superhero movie. Shaq's not ashamed of it though, because Shaq, Shaq is proud Shaq of everything no he does. Yeah, he has no reason to feel shame. He's like, yeah. he's one of the best people in the world. I would like to see him in a John Henry role. Isn't that the guy who pounded the railroad spikes? Oh yeah, yeah. I'd love to see that. I not mean, just because he's a big black guy. I'm not racist. My so there was there, there actually already has been a John Henry, not not a film, uh, but a cartoon. Yeah, it's yeah, a short in, in front of in, in Prince of the Frog. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. There was an old old one that yeah, we watched in school. Yeah. There's about. a Disney short about him in the beginning of Princess and the Frog. I'm interested. I, that's one of my favorite. Like, what what would you call that? A folklore type story? It's a folk tale. Yeah, folk tale. Uh, folk or folk? Folk. I mean. Folk and folk are the same thing. Is how you yeah, but it. it's weird, man. We're it's... trying to get pronunciation. You don't say folk, yeah, you say folk. Do you say yolk or yolk? 
You don't say yokel, but you say yokel. Uh-huh. I'm lost. Um, Actually, don't you say yokel? So Do you? words yokel language. Uh, my so my question is my final my walking my walking out question is Jake. You did think it was better than initially there thought. There was more I liked. I liked more of it than I thought I was going to, but it was still bad for the same reason I thought it was bad. DJ. Well, actually, that question is not fair. I was going to say, is it better or worse than Suicide Squad? We all know it's better than Suicide Squad. I mean... It's better than Fanforstic. It's better it's than better. Fanforstic. Oh, okay. So that's my... By a decent margin, actually. I will say it is a better film than Suicide Squad, because Suicide Squad had no idea. Suicide Squad felt like... You just put a bunch of actors on a screen and told them, try to show each other up. Yeah, be fun. Yeah, uh, and that, but Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, I enjoyed Suicide Squad more, I would say. Because well, it's nonstop. Because I love Will Smith. Okay, that's fair too. But is it, two things. One, is the extended cut ever in your future? It doesn't have to be. I'm just asking, is it? I don't see myself wanting to watch the movie again. Okay. It's an extra 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, I could see myself maybe looking at the, the 30 minutes of extra scenes at some point okay. and, like, fitting them into the movie and seeing... Yeah, just know. in your own mind. Yeah. But I don't want to watch the whole three hours of yeah. movie again. I don't think I need the extended cut because I don't think it would fix my overall problems with the movie. Okay. I get what they were putting down with it. I can fully understand the intent that they were going for with the movie. The biggest point problem is that at the end of the day, it wasn't a very technically competent movie. No, no. And you could blame that on a thousand different things. So being a, that it felt one of the biggest complaints we've all talked about a few times is how jumbled it is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like mix and match. There is scenes that are reordered and then there's scenes that are extended. So the it almost... complete or what is it? Ultimate edition can fix the biggest problem we all have. It almost felt I'm just like saying. I'm just saying. It almost felt like the movie wanted to play like a comic, which is what I've always said, and I like. But that I don't. It. But you can't. No, make no, a movie it doesn't like work. That. It doesn't. That's work. the problem. You get, you know, you get comics where, like, you know, this side of the page is what Superman's doing. This side of the page is what Batman's doing. But you don't want that in a movie. No, no, you're right. I like the impression I get is that Zack Snyder understands and respects the source material. He wants to preserve the source material on the big screen as well as he can, but he doesn't know how to adapt source material well, so in an effective way to tell a good story in the medium of film. I also don't. I know saw who... a lot of the same problems in this movie that I saw in Watchmen. Oh, okay. In fact, they were amplified in this movie. I like Watchmen more than this. Yeah, movie. yeah, I like Watchmen more than this movie too. Um, so, but I don't know whose cut it was. So the uncut, uh, the ultimate edition is not deleted scenes added into the movie. Mm-hmm. It's the way the movie was given to the studio, and they said, Too long. "Shorten that shit down. Yeah. Cut, cut that down." I don't know whose call it was. If it was, if, well, if I it mean, was Snyder's, honestly, if it was some other editor, oh, well, or what? You're trying to figure out what got cut by whom. Yeah, who made the decision to cut what they did? Because, like I said, the ultimate is well regarded as like a more mm-hmm. solid. I agree film. that it might be better, but I still don't think it's yeah. going to uh, fix the underlying mess that is the movie. Is it's, a twenty-seven percent going to have the lack of focus that this movie did? Is a twenty-seven percent fair in either direction is it worse than 27 percent, better than 27 percent, or right on the money i would see i would say if you took a hundred people mm-hmm. that you know not, not necessarily a hundred comic because there's a hundred people in show the movie i would say yes a fourth of them are gonna like it okay a fourth so would you go lower i mean i know that's it's a little i'm i'm, 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 I'm would saying you, would i, you I think the 27 percent is adequate for it and i think that a lot of what's wrong with that i mean 27 is you know that means the majority of the people are not gonna like the movie yeah and but I think the biggest problem that people see now is they they look at a Rotten Tomato score as you know 
27% means this movie's just terrible, don't watch it. You know, 50% means this movie's terrible, don't watch it. But 50% means half the people like it. Suicide Squad is actually also a 27%. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes is by no means a bar. We've talked well, about this. It yeah. is not what we read. No, I, 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 I use... So what I do when I look at a movie is... Well, hold I, on. DJ's got to okay. say I'll if he, if he agrees it, his, is yeah. 20, if 27 is fair. I think it's fair. You think 27 is fair? I think it's... I, I explained this, not on the podcast, but I explained this to you before, that I have a way of interpreting aggregate reviews. Yeah, you do. And in a 27%, in that range, that means there's going to be someone who really likes this movie. Someone's favorite movie is this movie. And to me, I don't hate this movie. I feel like... I, I'm just disappointed in this movie. Yeah. There are mo... I can see that there are trappings of this where it could have been great, and in better hands, perhaps there is a great movie to be had here. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed that this is the movie we got and not the movie it could have been. Uh, actually, so when you think about the... You know, if you assume 27%, right? Mm-hmm. I probably enjoyed 27% of the movie. Yeah, that's fair. And, right? and so also... Like, I, we've been saying, like, you know, the fight scenes, the, you know, the last, like, 30 to 40 minutes was was good. Yeah. And that's you know, about 27% of the movie. I, but I also, that... of the, all the people I know, mm-hmm. I, I know like four people who love mm-hmm. it or like it at least and, you know, 10 who don't. So, yeah. well, that's not 27, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're, we're trying real too hard to make 27% of the yeah, actual. Yeah, I just wanted to, well, Justice but, League got a 40% and I disagreed mm-hmm. that Justice League is that much better. Okay. According to this score. And the, um... That's not, that's about 10 points. <laughs> yeah, but... about 10 points, yeah. But that's still, like, when you when you talk about almost getting to half versus mm-hmm. barely above a quarter, yeah. you know, it's all about how you sell Basically, it. Basically, right? the way I look at a Rotten Tomato score, though, is anything above a 20, I'm going to find something I like about it, and I probably won't feel like I wasted my time watching the movie. Yeah. I will. It's, uh, something below a 50, I'll probably never want to watch again. Yeah. Usually... And I don't necessarily look at the critical score as much as the audience score. Oh, that one's a thousand times more important. Yeah, that's yeah. more... It's like, and you don't like this movie, but, you know, Boondock Saints is like a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I'm not... And a like fan. a 91% audience. Woo! So, like... Hey, Con Air is a 55. <laughs> count it. Anything considered a, you know, a cult following movie, you know, it's going to have a better review than the critic reviews. And that yeah. means that it has some appeal to it. And it's probably at least worth your time to watch it i legitimately love the room and there's plenty of people who would agree with me i hate that movie and i'm still upset at dj for, he, or at jake for he's upset he watched it. it i think he's gonna appreciate it after we watch i don't even care man it was so bad yeah but it's this, very bad it's, it's very like bad. if you invited me to your niece's high school play as like it being a college play which is what that... No, that's an elementary school play versus a college play. Yeah, I I, if I walked to an elementary school play and I no, saw no, that, that, I saw that movie, I'd be, real, I'd be real uncomfortable. That's five-year-olds that playing freaking, house in their bedroom versus a high school play. I was about uh, to say, that, that's, a, that's a high school play put on by uh, the, the coach from a Penn State. I... Oh, boy. <laughs> that's, that's, that's harsh. But it's fair. a real Sandusky yeah, situation. That's, that's right. Um, you can tell I forgot his I, name and remembered it. Later. I hated that movie so much, and I am not proud that I've seen it. But not the point. Um, You'll appreciate Disaster Artist that much. I, more, think, I think, I, yeah, I will. And you're probably right. But God, it's just me and Patrick get into it because you know, he hates um, Kevin Smith's later work. And uh, like Tusk. Uh, no, he likes Tusk. Tusk is awesome. Mm-hmm. You don't like Tusk? No, oh, I've never seen Tusk. Oh, I haven't seen you haven't seen Tusk? No, I have no opinion on Tusk. Oh, shit. We got one. That's my so next one. So what do you mean by his later work? I'm just trying to... Yoga Hosers and uh, fucking... Uh, what was that movie he made? His episode of Degrassi. Oh, basically everything after Cop Out besides Red State and Tusk. What about his episode of Degrassi? 
Sure. Have you seen I that? Mean, no, I haven't. But there's a there's an episode of Degrassi where uh, Kevin Smith is filming Jane and Bob go Canadian. That's awesome. And it's at the Degrassi school. <laughs> That's awesome. But so so the thing is that guy Tommy Wiseau wanted this with all of his heart. He he was as into making a movie as someone can possibly be, and he made a piece of shit. I don't care that he wanted it that bad. I don't respect him and this movie. <laughs> Kevin Smith is something we who is, is similar, and me and Patrick go back, you know, I have argues about this. Kevin Smith also wants these movies. He's making movies for himself now, mm-hmm. and he's basically saying, I don't care if you like them, I do. And for some reason with him doing it, because he's going to say, I appreciate the shit of it, and I'm like, I want to see your movies. And there is parts of them that are enjoyable. The Room is an abortion on film. There's there's some there's humor to be gleaned from it, but it's not because the movie is funny. Exactly, it's not. You're laughing at it. You're it's, laughing at it. Not you're laughing it. at a special person when you watch that movie. <laughs> it, it does. It does kind of feel like you're laughing at a handicap. Yeah, child. and it's not because Tommy totally intended that and like he wanted this it's, so it's bad. Funny you're he, literally laughing in his face. Yeah, and what bothers me about that movie is. Tommy was so like 180 on it's like that was totally the yeah, it's yeah. a dark comedy. Yeah, I meant for this the whole time. Yeah. Oh god. All right. Well, this is better than the room. Yes. As a film it's better than the room. It would have to be. That is all I care about. Although the room doesn't have a zero on Rotten, which is funny. I kinda want to watch some of the zero percent. This is better this this is better than the last Airbender too. Oh yeah. Okay, yes. That... Fan Force yeah, Dick gets oh. dangerously close to being as bad as Avatar, but Avatar is probably the worst film I've ever seen. So even, yeah, even Fan Force Dick Force... might be better than yeah, that. Ooh, yeah. That's a rough movie. The, the Last Airbender is the worst adaptation of something I've enjoyed it's ever. One of it's the one of the worst movies, movies yeah, ever just made. just in general. That movie has exactly half a redeeming quality, and that is the one time I wrote as firebending. That's true. And they also, uh, Aang kind of looks like Aang. Yes, like, Aang kind so, of looks like Aang. What do they call okay. him? Ong. 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 The whole so, to your, so to your credit, uh-huh. I do not think the hate for this movie is warranted. I do think a lot of it's been blown out of proportion. That said, this is not a good movie. Okay. If you've skipped it, you don't really need to go and check no, it out. No, I, I don't think people... This is a movie it's, for the DC fan who wants it. Not because it's... And even for the DC fan, they deserve a better movie than this. Okay, fair. They got Wonder Woman. They got Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman two and Aquaman coming in soon. So and, we're we're, we're and an uncounted amount and an uncountable amount of animated movies that are really good, except for the Killing Joke adaptation, which was unfortunate. It was good after the, the beginning of when, the, when it's actually the Killing Joke and not yeah. filler material. I watched that in theaters, and we were like really excited about that build up. And I think I can't remember if Kevin and Pat loved it. We did a podcast about it actually. I, I guess to, I guess did uh, what do you mm-hmm. guess starred on theirs. Um, as soon as Barbara Gordon bullshit Batgirl stopped. Loved it. It was another classic DC animated film. It was great. But yeah, that just... For the sake of it. So are you, So what you're saying is DC should stick to uh, what they're good at with animated films? No, I mean... So yeah, they, I'll, I'll suggest instead that you check out Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, That's one of the movie. best thing in... No, I, I suggest that they keep trying out different people. Yeah. The Scott thing didn't work. Even the Justice League stuff with Joss Whedon, which is good stuff, also still felt weird to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's all, like uh, Just keep trying because you, you you'll hit The it problem eventually. with the Justice League, I mean, obviously there was something completely wrong with the original cut that they had to bring another director in. I don't know. I we don't know. I think they jumped the gun on Justice League. They I, I were not ready to make the Justice League movie no. yet, and they did it. And Justice League... We you know we can't say if the original director did something. Something was wrong enough that they put on another director to someone. I think that was public perception. Yeah, not and the you, you can't. Film. And uh, unfortunately, when you do something like that, you end up with. Well, didn't Zack Snyder actually get like? So there's a lot of alleged shit. So his daughter or son's daughter killed herself, and he left 
mm-hmm. the movie thing. But he kept that all to himself, and he's like, all right, I'm, I'm done, I'm leaving. And then it came out that he was fired. And then it came out that he actually wasn't fired. He was supposed to teamwork with Joss to fix mm-hmm. it up. And then, whatever. Who knows? Who cares? He's not on it anymore. But I think we've pretty well put a wrap on Batman versus Superman. Yes. Now we're just kind of talking. Now we're just kind of talking about, like, yeah. how are the next ones going to yeah. be good? Uh, I think they're going to be good. I love all the DC movies. I'm and I actually think, them. by the way, Joss Whedon can make a good DC movie. Depends on the character. He is so he is good at like doing what DC has been trying to do with being dark, mm-hmm. but he can be dark with the lighthearted twist. He can be good with anything. It just all depends on the character. I don't want to see a Joss Whedon Batman. I'm sure it'd be cool, but that feels like Batman '89 to me, and I don't want it. Mm-hmm. I don't want no, it. No, Joss Whedon needs a character that he'd probably make a decent. Uh... He'd make a great Flash movie. Oh, he would make a great. Yeah, the fl- uh, yeah. I, actually, I think the Flash movie would be great, directed by Joss. Give him my favorite DC guy. Give him Martian Manhunter. That would be a good one too. It'd be pretty intense. Or Green Lantern, I think he could do well too. Everyone else, leave. Uh, Superman. Sorry, Ryan Reynolds again. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Deadpool. Deadpool got rid of that. Yeah, that movie doesn't exist. Ryan Ryan Reynolds doesn't even. Uh, Can we talk about real quickly how good we thought Deadpool was? No, because I want to do a podcast about (laughs) it. Okay, okay. Deadpool two is good. Go see it. Otherwise, uh, that wraps it up. Obviously, that wasn't that bad. We kept it chill. Mm. We kept it chill. No, no. Only one fist was flung. Only one, one flung flying fist. Otherwise, this has been another episode of Men of the Machine. I am Kevin. I'm Jake. I'm DJ. And thanks for listening. Woo!